0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And we have got another great lineup for you today. I'm super, super jazzed and thrilled for what we're going to talk about. Um, You know, so two things that I love to talk about. I love to talk about overcoming enormous obstacles. That's one of the things I love to talk about. I don't necessarily like to, you know, go through the journey of every detail of every obstacle, but everybody's got a story. And each of our stories, I don't care who you are out there, you've got something incredibly profound in your life that you're either experiencing or have experienced and have moved beyond. And so the question then becomes, you know, what to expect when you're expecting to die, that's my first guest. What to expect, but more importantly, what is the journey of my very special guest today? One of my very special guests today, uh, earlier today, um, uh, yesterday, I said to you we had a powerhouse lineup. but And I'm going to show you the, this book in a minute. But one of the things that I wanted to show all of you is that we can really mix it up. In the name of thriving. That's what's so cool. Glenn Rockowitz is joining us here today. And we've got a great book to talk with you about. It's a memoir. And when I first saw it, I thought we're talking about Romeo and Juliet. And and I said, no, that's not the title of the book. Read it. Rodeo and Juliet. Oh,
1: very clever. Did I get that right, Glenn? Did I say that right? With my like New York?
0: Did I give you like the New York accent? (laughs) Rodeo, (laughs) Rodeo. Should I do Rodeo? Yeah, Rodeo. Rodeo. I have not thought about that. Well, California. Let me give you the california right right? Right. i mean come on right rodeo drive
2: right right. rodeo drive rodeo drive yeah
0: yeah Yeah. okay so rodeo it looks it's cute i like it Uh, did you see it
2: we'll release it in france that way Uh, yeah are you no i just i like that sound though rodeo rodeo and joliet and
0: i think you can maybe do a little thing like that yeah joliet it (laughs) would be rodeo and joliet rodeo and joliet (laughs) Joliet.
1: i like it (laughs) it's coming this summer
0: Coming this summer.
1: He could do his own trailer movie. He, he could is. actually do it.
0: It's very good. So that was really interesting, and I think I, I think I'm being influenced. I have to tell you, why I'm, I'm just being a little bit more uh, um, mindful because I'm working with a phenomenal technical gentleman from Germany. So I'm very very mindful of language and uh, and and beauty and accents. Mm. You know, and he and all, his name is Oliver, and he sure. speaks so beautifully in English, right? We should only speak that. I mean, I'm on here like, yeah, okay. You know, I interviewed Melissa <laughs> Etheridge the other day, and I had to beep out all of the, uh, you know, and okays in it. I didn't have too many, thank goodness. I think she had more than I had. But, you know, it's interesting, you know, how do we get a message across, and what does language mean? So, rodeo and Joliet or Rodeo and Juliet, however you want to say it, is a memoir that we're going to talk to Glenn about. It's an incredible story. And so he's here with us in studio, which is kind of cool. And then after that, we're going to talk about, uh, I don't know if my guest says this, women heroes that kick butt. So we've got Glenn that's kicking butt, and then we're going to have women heroes that kick butt. So we have the men rep you you're representing,
2: right? And I can stick around for the second part if you want. Very cause, good. Because yeah.
0: yeah, when we come on, I'm not
2: a proud person. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love this, but to kick this off, we're going to kick we're going to kick it off with our little card, Benny. Hey, let's look at Yeah. Okay, you have a job, Glenn. Oh, I do. Can Fantastic. Pick a cop, card and you have to read the front and the back.
1: Okay. Get the reach going. All
0: right, there you go. There we go. We're going to make him I feel comfortable. I can just comfy. pick
1: one out of the middle. Pick one.
2: Yeah, and, yep. shuffle
0: it if you want. Whatever you, any place you want to pick it. Okay. You don't have to be a middle person.
2: Uh, I like the middle. Okay. I like it. It's safer. Right. Okay, uh, so. You know,
0: that's so true, though. The middle is safer. Yeah, for sure. Isn't it?
2: Yeah, my whole life has been based on the middle. i would never
0: expected yeah. that from you. Oh, I can't wait.
2: I know. Yeah. Are you a middle guy? I am a middle guy.
0: Are you Benny? Uh, (laughs) Ah,
1: I could go either way.
2: I think you
0: can. Valerie, are you middle girl?
1: Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Lady, woman, you middle? You're middle? Okay, cool.
1: giving the big head nod.
0: Good. I met Lindsay. I introduced myself two minutes ago. Cool. I think she's having morning sickness, is she?
1: (laughs) I don't know she's... (laughs) Been going through some rough stuff. For uh, yes. everyone that doesn't know, I'm going to be a dad here with twins. So yeah, I, oh, congratulations! I met, thank you sweetie. very much. So that's uh... I met his
0: sweetie Lindsay. Yeah, oh, so, okay. I've known Benny for like eight years. He's been the producer on the show every morning. He and I, blah blah blah, eight years, a gazillion. It's times. better
1: than just blah blah blah.
0: But I mean, it's like eight years.
1: I got gotcha.
2: you. Yeah. So
0: I don't think I ever officially met his.
2: That's a journey sweetheart. I want to hear though. I want to hear Benny's journey on conception, because <laughs> oh. my, my son is 11 now, Yeah, oh. and I'm kind of at that point where I need to talk to him about those issues. Uh huh. So maybe I can sit you down, and you can sort of explain him. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> you're talking to him at 11?
1: I
2: know. Oh, I'm, I'm a, a terrible out of touch. father.
0: Uh, no, I, I think people do have to talk to their children younger. Uh-huh. By the time your two are grown up, you'd be like talking to them at six. I know. I know.
1: That's me. That's
0: what the world's happening here. <laughs> I got a big mouth. you like.
1: <laughs> a big Six years
0: old, Benny sitting down to the table. <laughs> so this is how it
1: all goes down. <laughs> all right, all
0: right. We're going to do our card. Do we have our bong, yeah, gong? Yeah, we already did it. Our bong, so our gong. we're moving on we to the uh, card. Did we I did miss it. the gong?
2: Yeah, you missed the gong. Missed did you have it like on
0: low? You did. Did you hear the gong?
2: Uh, I did hear the gong. Yes. Okay, go. So I did. I thought it was a Taco Bell thing. Ah,
0: see, I told you we sorry, needed was, a new gong. No shameless I wasn't
2: plugs allowed here. to say that. Yeah, yeah no sorry. shameless plug. Sorry. Taco time or something.
0: Taco times healthy taco did you taco time is healthy taco
2: is it -hmm. what they changed the name no there's a taco time there are two things
0: here there's a taco bell and a taco time in seattle
2: right and you're saying taco time is healthy
0: yes that's what they say
2: huh that's what they they? say (laughs) i'm in advertising i can tell you it's all lies yeah
3: it's all
0: lies (laughs)
1: <laughs> to the card. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so the the front of the card says prosperity. Oh. Oops, am I supposed to? Is that what I'm supposed to read? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. yes, yes, yes. Front of the card, prosperity law number forty two. The short
0: one, the short version. You read first, and then you flip it over for the big understanding.
2: Okay, I like who I am and who I am becoming.
0: Wow! Wow!
2: So I, dramatic. I, pause, I like I that
0: for. I like that for me, too. Are you going to get that, Benny? Is that one cool for you? Sure. Okay. Or does he need to pick another card? Oh, Valerie, he's good. is that good for you, or do we need another card? She's good, too. All right. We're all good.
2: <laughs> in, order to, in order to succeed fully in life, you must like who you are now. Instead of criticizing yourself when you look in the mirror, say to yourself, I like who I am and mean it. Don't underestimate the power of this simple exercise.
1: This takes me back to that little girl on YouTube where she's uh, in front of the mirror on top yeah. of the counter. Yeah. Have you seen that? Okay, it's, she's talking about, all about prosperity and everything, where she's like, I love who I am. I know I want to be. I, I love my sisters. And Okay, I want to pull that up for you guys.
0: You should pull that up for us, because how old was she? I forget now.
1: It's like four or five. She was a uh, youngster. She
0: was really young. She's four-ish, right? I would think. Four or
1: five. That's about
2: 4 where, yeah. where do
0: you think she got that from? I don't know. Where do we I'd get love that to from? Know. That's what we, I'm, I'm researching. I would love to it. know
2: because both my parents were shrinks, and I have the worst self-esteem in the world. So I don't know if, if maybe I, there's some something I can learn from that.
0: But don't you think you were their experiment?
2: Yes, of in course. A sense? Of I mean, course. you
0: know, when you have two parents, uh, two parents that are... I know, you know, and look what happened. In the field of psychology like a or a psychiatry. psychiatry.
2: One was a psychoanalyst, and the other is currently a psychologist.
0: Okay. Psychoanalyst
2: so, is dead, so you probably right. knew, knew too much. <laughs> and then they just... You know, the I government, yeah, government offed him or something.
0: Yeah. Now we do psychosocial, yes. but we could all do it. But I heard a new term yesterday that I love. What's that? Psychospiritual.
2: Psycho. I like that.
0: Yeah. Not <laughs> psycho like, you know, psycho. That's how I said it. But that's the way, you know, I love that term. And thank goodness. Finally, spirituality and psychology. Yeah. Brilliant. Right?
2: Sort of no duh. Where's that? Where's that been all along? Yeah.
0: Well, actually, if you kind of go back and you want to look at all the teachers, Jesus, Buddha, blah, blah. It was spirituality and psychology. So, somehow, all of a sudden, spirituality is now fighting back to get part of that. But, mm. you know, somebody, I was talking to my friend the other day who actually corrected me. They said, if you're going to do anything like blah, blah, spirituality, psycho spirituality, economic, you know, eco spirituality, spirituality should come first.
2: I, I Isn't agree. That interesting? I agree. I wouldn't put the blah, blah in there, though. I wouldn't
0: put that in there. But, you know, it, it's kind of like today I've been watching too much news. All of a sudden I never watch news and I was, you know, I was hanging out and I just happened to be, you know, even listening to the news here for a minute. It's like, wow, what the housing industry is, what good doing, what and, who, you know, some parts of the country, that's true. Some parts it's not. I wonder what would happen if we took a turn and put every, uh, and took our lives no matter what's happening. And you could talk to this. This is actually my first question for you, but I'm actually going to introduce you. But what if we could take different aspects of our lives and turn it around? What if we had the most horrific things in our lives that happened to us? Whether it is disease, death, or otherwise. And what if we were to take a different perspective on it. Glenn is joining us here today. We actually have 10 copies of his book to give out. uh, And his book is Rodeo and Joliet. And we're going to give 10 copies of this out. You're going to get to hear from Glenn Rockowitz, a writer, comedian, filmmaker, four time cancer survivor, four time cancer survivor. I don't know if you all can wrap your mind around that. But I know many of you Listen to the show, and you know what it's like to have cancer. He is the founder of Best Medicine, a nonprofit organization that brings comedy performances to homebound cancer and AIDS patients. This is very good. One of our Makeover winners will probably want to speak with you. He's uh, currently forming Change It Back, huh? I can't wait to hear what that is about. Uh, An adolescent and young adult cancer coalition designed to improve treatment standards for uh, AYA patients.
2: Correct. Adolescent young adults.
0: Yep. Uh, And so this is his first book, but it's it's a big book and it's jammed. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Glenn about his journey, his life, but what it means to live a life when you expect um, to die. And it's not simply being a first-time cancer survivor. It's a four-time cancer survivor. And most doctors will tell you that is impossible. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show and my very special guest, Glenn Rockowitz, joining us here today. We'll be right back.
4: How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day, we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness.
5: Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com.
4: Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there?
6: Did you know the leading cause of abnormal inflammation in the body is the American diet? Hi, this is Dr. Bonnie Burhuns, here to share some information about inflammation. We often link inflammation with an injury, a sprained ankle, or pulled muscle, but inflammation is so much more than that. Experts believe that inflammation equals aging. Inflammation is the reason we get wrinkles, why we forget things, why we become irritable, or even cranky. Inflammation is what causes arthritic pain. Stiffness when you're moving the muscles, wheezing of asthma, and the discomfort of allergies. For more information on how chiropractic adjustments can reduce the inflammatory process in your body, visit us at VitalityChiropractic.com or call 206-824-5521 and be sure to listen to me, Dr. Bonnie Verhunts, on the Dr. Pat Show, the second Tuesday at 10 o'clock of every month.
4: I like my dad, I like my cousins, I like my aunts, I like my allisons.
1: So good. Just
0: rub that all over <laughs> us, don't you think?
1: It's perfect. It's uh, it's so perfect. Yeah, Valerie ended up finding it. It's a uh, Jessica's daily affirmation. If you want to check it out, hit up YouTube. Type so in every girl- day
0: that she's doing a new one. Is that right? No,
1: no, it's just the one.
0: It's just the one? but it's got
1: four million views. So you know, keep the views going, and it's Jessica's daily affirmation. Check it out.
0: But why wouldn't you want to hear that?
1: That's what I'm saying. Keep keep getting the views uh, okay. going higher and higher. So
0: here's the question for her: When's she going to be on Oprah?
1: She probably already has been.
0: Do you think? Uh, has I, she been on Oprah Valley? Well, research. We'll double check that. Well, I'll tell you. You know, it's all about how we live our lives and how we interpret what goes on in our lives. Glenn Rockowitz is joining us here today. What to expect when you're expecting to die? And this is his first book, uh, Rodeo and Joliet. And we're going to talk about the book, but more importantly, we're going to talk about his journey. I mean, it, it's shocking enough. And actually, Melissa Etheridge talked about this the other night. You know, and she in her new album, uh, there are several of the tracks that are about her cancer journey. Hmm. And, you know, the fact that, you know, here she was and she has these beautiful, beautiful locks of hair. But she came out literally bald. Mm -hmm. And what it was like. Mm -hmm. But what is it like to come out four times? What is it like? What are your friends, your family? What does everyone around you think? What are you thinking? Do you ever think that you, you can actually beat this thing? Especially when the odds are given to you and presented to you. So what happens when you are this New York comedian that 12 years ago, about to become a father realized that he was pretty much being given a death sentence. So what is it that he has been able to do and learn from this about his life? You know, what is it that the, that he learned from treatment or not? But more importantly, what's the message for all of, the, of us today in his book, Rodeo and Joliet, or Rodeo and Joliet, however you <laughs> want to say it? We have 10 copies of the book, I believe, to give away, and we're going to be doing that. Glenn, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: So, I want to talk first about the book, and, and but more importantly, I want to start off by asking you a question about. Uh, it's a question I've asked everyone, and this is going to be important to you as well. Uh, you know, given this whole journey, sitting here today, mm-hmm. uh, and you have a son. I think you mentioned that. I do. And now you're the author of this incredible book, and you're talking about your journey. So, what are some of the major obstacles, challenges that you overcame? That you didn't think you would to bring you to this very moment.
2: Well, I mean, uh, the, the kicker is really uh, the the very start of it, which is uh, sort of a, a lesson in irony, in that um, I started a I started a nonprofit organization, as you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. <clears throat> where we brought comedians to perform in the homes of people who were terminally ill. Yeah um, in the last weeks of their lives. So we'd bring in comedians and three comedians, one, an actor playing a waiter, an actor playing a heckler, and we'd set up a comedy club in their living rooms. And, um, just because, uh, my own personal experience with my grandmother, I realized the value of, of humor in the darkest times. Now this is two years we had been doing this. We had done shows, uh, you know, probably 10, 15 shows a week for, for two years. And, um, this whole time i had felt uh, i had felt very very fatigued um but nothing nothing out of the ordinary right you know and all the doctors kept saying to me well you know you you just work a lot etc etc
0: tired yeah yeah
2: Yeah, and you work a lot and it which was true i mean it kind of
0: makes uh, sense doesn't it
2: yeah it does and i mean and i can't i can't part of me can't fault them for it but i went to nine different doctors over the course of these years without health insurance um, then and they
0: all said the same thing and
2: they all said the same thing. They wow. looked at me and I'm 24 years old. I'm 25 years old. They say, you know, you're too young. They t- some of them didn't take blood tests and it was just kind of like wow. comedy of errors, which was not that funny. Um, and, uh, an oncologist who I met through, um, through my organization, um, finally said, you know, let's, let's just check this thing out completely. And basically the news he gave me on the day, which was two weeks before my son was born. Um, he's my only child because I can no longer have children. But, um, he said I was at stage four, um, which is an end stage and that I had three months at best to live. So now I'm two weeks away from my son being born, um, my wife at the time i didn't want to tell her because she was under enough stress being pregnant and being 2 weeks away i
0: totally get that yeah. i understand that
2: and um
0: and then what do you say and how do you say that
2: i i don't that's that's kind of, that's kind of what the the book is about right um because she, her mother had been diagnosed with lung cancer and given 3 months and died 3 months later so here i was being given 3 months um i didn't tell her so for the first uh, first several weeks of treatment, which my, my my first day of chemo was on the day my son was born, and I was keeping mm-hmm. this a secret from my wife um, because wow. I didn't want her to 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 freak out. I didn't want her to have the added stress. Do
0: you think that ha- do, do you think men do that more often than women?
2: You know, it's funny. It's de- definitely a question because my
0: dad. You know, I I you know I have the same thing with my dad. Yeah. You know what my dad went through. I mean, we didn't know he was sick until he was like. Come see your father, right?
2: Wow. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I do think some of it was that, and and you know, um, some of it was just very simply the fact that I I, um, I didn't I I know her, and I knew mm. I knew how she would react, and um, and I was really looking at the end. So mm. my doctor was saying you need to get everything in order. Um, and I figured, well, you know, until we, until we see how treatment goes, I will, I will not say anything. Um, so hmm. another, another twist of irony, I went to tell my father, um, I drove to Boston to tell my father, who is a devout atheist as uh, a lot of Jews are. I'm not sure what the, what accounts for that, but, um.
0: It's interesting, though, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I guess we're also miserable. We have to figure out this, you know, that that the afterlife would be miserable too. I guess that's probably what it is. Um, but my father prayed uh, that night that I told him. He was devastated when I told him, and he prayed that night. He asked God to give him cancer so that uh, and take mine away. Um, and seven days, seven days from that day, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer.
0: Oh, you're kidding? No, so.
2: Hmm. Um, so we kind of went through this journey together, mm. um, and through treatment and, and that's
0: you know, the first time
2: that was the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and through a clinical trial that was not, no longer in the United States, I had to go to London for a clinical trial. Um, I was, wow. able to, I was able to go, um, basically stage four remission. How motion. did you,
0: can I ask you how you found out about the clinical trial? Cause most people don't find out, right? I mean, most people. Uh, you know that are in your kind of condition and i have a friend that Mm -hmm. also actually have several that passed away and you know weren't really um able to find out much about trials how did you find out
2: it's a very it's a very very tricky thing and and that it's kind of my frustration with the medical system the way it is now the way it's set up it's everywhere it's all over the place i mean it's hard
0: to find you know when you like to go to one place that says oh can't i have cancer Dot com or something right. and go there and find out everything about it what's yes. available
2: yes exactly well that's uh, and I can get to that later on but that's what I'm attempting to to try to start um, the you know the thing with clinical trials is uh, you know you just hope that your doctor is aware of the clinical trials that pertain to your particular kind of cancer um, and is is in tune and people get very scared and they get very comfortable so they They kind of stay with their doctor, and that may not be the best doctor for them. Even if they, you know, I've heard people say, I love my doctor. Well, that's great. So, so go play squash with them and hang out with them. But in the meantime, you probably need to find a doctor who knows uh, more about your particular kind of cancer and where treatments might be, which um, they may not be here. They may be in Dubuque, Iowa. You you never know. And unfortunately, the burden falls on the patient to to do that research.
0: You're really a statistic. And I don't mean that, um, I, I I don't really mean that to undermine your journey. I actually mean it to actually shine the light on your journey because you're a positive statistic. You know, you're someone that had figured this out. I had a friend of mine in here, and we did a show about him. Same story, brain tumor. Mm. And uh, <laughs> told everybody, I don't want to see the treatments. I don't want to do this. And, you know, I, and and so it's a different journey. Mm-hmm. But for you, you seem to have had the pieces shown to you, so to speak.
2: Yes, right, Glenn. Yes, I, I mean, and, and I was lucky in that in that regard because I mean, really, like, ironically, I'd started this nonprofit, so I had a network of doctors you I was did. already working with. Yeah. So when the time came, I I was sort of connected. But I mean, how many people are get that opportunity? No. Almost nobody. Right. Um, and that's what kills me. Uh, pardon the pun. I mean, it, it's yeah. one of those things where I, I, I want so badly to make to to create an opportunity for other people to to have someone on their acting on their behalf and advocate, someone who can say, hey, you know what? Uh, MD Anderson in Texas has something going on at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota has something going yeah. on. And this is where you need to be. Um, and and help facilitate that. I mean, that would be an ideal thing for me. It's a mammoth task. But it is,
0: you know. and it's a great thing. But, you know, people will do what they need to do to get to the place where they're cured. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a naturopath in this area, and people come from all over the world to study with her because mm-hmm. of the results that they found out somehow. I, I honestly don't know how they found out. Referral, word of mouth. Um, but for you you had to be prepared for this story multiple times. I mean, yeah. the first time had to be a shock.
2: The, fir- the first time was devastating because I was planning to die, I mean, at that point.
0: What does that mean, plan to die? Uh, H- how does one plan to die?
2: Well, that's... From that's
0: a, from a, I mean, from a physical, of course, but also from a soul place. And let's hold that one from when we come sure. back from break because what does that mean emotionally, physically, you know, spiritually, for somebody to plan to die? And then what happens when you don't? What do you do with that in this world? When we come back, we'll be talking about how Glenn has put all of this in an incredible memoir. We're actually giving out 10 copies of his book, Rodeo and Joliet or Rodeo and Joliet however you want to say it. But it is a phenomenal memoir for those of you out there to understand and learn what the journey is like to not only beat cancer, but to do it in a way where you want to spread the word. Give us a shout at our toll-free number. Valerie will get your information, one eight hundred nine 930 We'd love to give you a copy of the book, one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. 930 2819 And we'll be right back with Glenn, Benny, Valerie, and the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back.
5: and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com.
1: Do you want to increase your prosperity even in this economy? Now through September 17th, show host Madeline Gerwick is offering selected class CDs for 35% off. Her Prosperity Release CD allows you to release fears, related to not having enough money so money can flow to you more easily. The Paper Piles release will help you let go of old clutter and paper piles that will clear out stuck energy so new opportunities can arrive. Plus, her 2010 Good Timing Guide is available for $9 while supplies last. To order or learn more, go to AskMadeline.com. That's dot ecom Or call her toll-free at 877 524 8300. That number again is 877 524 8300. These 35% discount specials are good now
3: through September 17th. So order today. We know you're hurt, we want to help. We're so sure Topperson will work for you, we offer a money back guarantee. So if you want pain relief with no side effects, ask for Toperson or call 1-800-959-1007. That's 1-800-959-1007. Toperson, the last pain medicine you'll ever need, and you can sleep on that.
0: back everyone welcome back to the dr pat show this is talk radio to thrive by and yes we are giving out 10 copies of the book and i know you all are calling in valerie is getting to you one 800 Eight one nine one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine and the other thing I want to offer you all if you 've got a question for Glenn, please feel free to either give it to Valerie or come on the show and ask him. I mean, as always, with the Dr. Pat show, we always up the open up the phone lines for questions. Glenn Rockowitz is the author of Rodeo and jo and Joliet, and before we answer the question, I think it really kind of you know plays together. Uh, before we answer the question, what is, what is it like for you to plan to die, Glenn? Uh, the, then the next question is, what is the meaning of the name of the book? Because mm. I know Benny and I were kind of you know teasing about it. I think it's gra- a great title, but it does have meaning, and I'd love for you to to share the interweaving of both of those questions.
2: Okay, I I think. Um... It's funny because as I was writing the book, the title didn't come to me toward, until toward the end of the book when I was going back over journals of my, my chemotherapy experience. And um, and I was sort of reading about a, a lovely gentleman who I had met in in, uh, in chemotherapy who was, a, who was an ex-convict from Joliet prison. Um, and he told me about this ritual that they had in prison when a new person was admitted to the general population they would let them feel safe for 3 days they would let them feel like whatever they thought prison might be was in their head or was the way it was portrayed on tv and then on that third day the population would surround this new person and and be, let's just say beat him up delicately but not so delicately and um and they were sort of you know just beaten down and then when they were done they all walked away and this the, the new guy would get up and sort of make his way across the prison yard thinking that it was all over and they would surround him again and do it again. Um, and it was this sort of, this rite of passage, I guess, in prison. But as I was, as I was sort of recounting these four different cancers I've had over the years, that that's really was the perfect metaphor for what, for what it was like for me and that to, to survive that first cancer, which was an unthinkable survival, um, to get back up, and then, you know, I was moving from New York City. I moved to Seattle. I wanted to start a new life in in a in a beautiful place, a healthier place. Um, and within you know six months of moving here, I got a diagnosis a, a cancer that that no one had ever really seen. And and so it was presented to the so it was kids. like a
0: new cancer. Yeah, uh, you a know, brand it's new not cancer. yeah exactly. It's not like oh, this has come back. It's like no. oops.
2: Yep, brand new cancer, and um, that, it was a very very rare cancer. Um, and, and to get that phone call again, um, was like getting beaten down again. And, um, and I have found over the course of all this, that, that the hardest part has been to is that that time in between cancers. And I hate to even, I hate that I have to say that time in between cancers, but, but there is, I live every day with this fear, this sort of, it's a weird, it's a weird paradox. It's like a fear uh, of when the next cancer is going to come, and it's also a fearlessness that I live my life in, and that I, that I love very fiercely, and I, um, and and I'm I'm very I'm very passionate and very driven person because I because the clock is ticking in my head, and um and I don't know when the next one's coming, and I know it's going to come because anecdotally, it's just there, so I live with this sort of everyday. Feeling and, um, and so in, in a way, not to sound so cliche, but I, I try to make so much of every single day that I have because I feel so grateful. I was never supposed to see my son live past three months. He's now 11 years old and he still asks me every night, uh, you know, are you gonna die? And, and that's, that's devastating to me, you know, and, and the answer is yes, I'm going to die. We're all going to die, but that's not the answer I give him. The answer I give him is that, is that dad is, dad is, t- is a tough mf you know, and, and I just have to stand up. I just have to keep standing up and keep fighting. Um And that's, that's what I do. So rodeo, the rodeo in Joliet was what they called that ritual. And that's what my every day is like. It's, it's. Wondering when i 'm going to get beaten down, hopefully hoping that i don 't, and standing back up as much as it hurts and as hard as it is just to, to just keep getting back up and keep moving forward so um, yeah.
0: well and you know, and part of this is uh, and what I want, what I love about what you shared is you know even after the cancer, you picked yourself up to live, I mean, you moved clear across the country kind of like I did, and you know you, you didn 't pick yourself up to die, you picked yourself up to live. Correct. Right. And so uh, there's, there really is a difference a a, in a difference. lot of people's lives when you, vote, when you have an obstacle, whatever it is, but in this case, cancer. You know, now there's the big TV thing. The big C, right, mm-hmm. uh, is coming to television. It's already got rave reviews. I mean, think about it. You know, we have something, a word that uh, just brings the fear and mm-hmm. even the most fearless eyes. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Until the aftermath, until you can then talk about it. Yes. And say, I beat this. Yes. What is your message for people that are facing this now? How do you describe what it takes to truly beat this in the way that you talk about it in the book?
2: I mean, I th- I think, you know, I don't think I can distill it down into a soundbite other than to say that I, I um, you know, the, tomorrow is no guarantee, period. So if if you love somebody, let them know you love them. Let them know how much you love them. If, uh, you know, if, if you, somebody's I done know, a good I, job and, you know, it's just this constant, it's constant, like even flow of, of letting people know where you stand with them. And if it's not a, if it's, if they don't stand in a good place, you let them know so that you have a chance to, for forgiveness and for, for healing those kinds of relationships. So, um. You know, so for me, it's really just about standing up. And, you know, my, my stepfather said to me at some point, I said to him, I'm just, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't know exactly what to do. I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to die. And, and he said, well, you have to just maybe prepare to live. And, and it's simple as that was. He's right. I mean, instead of, instead of thinking about the dying part and worrying about the dying part because it's coming anyway how do you live your life what what are you going to do with your life and instead of talking about it you you how put do it you plan action. for the future right
0: you know beyond a week
2: right exactly i mean
0: that's a big thing mm-hmm. but you have to
2: yes you have to. I mean, you just ha- you have to assume that you're going to live like everybody else. Well, look at you. You, know? you
0: wrote the book. Yeah. I mean, writing the book is planning for the future, in a sense. Yes. Because you sure. have a message. You know, when you wrote this book, you must have had something in mind, right? I, yeah, I And didn't. I want to know if what you had in mind originally is still the same today, or has the book changed you? I mean, the writing of the book.
2: The writing of the book. I, I, well, I originally wrote it for my son with no intention of publishing it. I just wanted to give him an account of that part of his life mm-hmm. and how much and how hard I fought to stay alive for him. Not so knowing. he knows you didn't a, quit exactly. And so, and it, I started writing it during in the middle of my second cancer, thinking this was kind of going to be the end. Um, and and so that's why I originally wrote it. And what came of it was something infinitely more beautiful, which was getting out into the world and meeting people. Um, who, who identified with the book and identified with the fact that there's emotional truth in the book, which is, which is severely lacking in a lot of books about cancer. A lot of books about cancer paint a very rosy picture because people are uncomfortable getting into the darker side. But there's so much emotional wreckage that, that lives between those days. Um, that I felt like there wasn't mm-hmm. anything that just spoke honestly about that and said, you know what? There are days when you are going to feel horrible. There are going to be days when you're terrified. But you just have to keep going because everything is in cycles and and the next day will will be better. And if it's not the next day, it will be the next day. And that has always proven to be true.
0: And the spokespeople, the people that come out and really are clear about it. Maybe Benny can pull up uh, Melissa Etheridge's uh, song called Company and you'll hear this. Mm -hmm. And I think you will relate to these words. Um, The people that have come out visibly like yourself, writing a book, being on air, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there is a level of exposure about who you are, and there is a story and a power in your words. Uh, and so you get to tell people the story and influence a lot of people's lives and giving them hope. And, and hope honestly, so. yeah. well, think about it, Glenn. You know, I think you're the first person that I've ever interviewed that has beaten cancer four times. You know, I've had a, I've had a few two-time people, three-time people, um, but I can't remember four times right mm-hmm. i don't even you know my friends didn't make it for the fourth time mm-hmm. they didn't make it for the third time mm-hmm. um and so it's an extraordinary story why do you think you were chosen
2: <laughs>
0: to survive
2: um i you know it's you, funny it's a
0: tr- little tricky question isn't it well
2: a little bit only because you know uh, having shrinks as parents they would just tell me i'm being narcissistic by saying i was chosen for anything
0: well, then that's let me ask the question <laughs> you know because honestly yeah there's got to be a reason
2: i I, you know, and I can't help but believe that there is a reason. I mean, I I keep, I keep dodging that bullet and I have to believe, um, it, it's for this reason that, that I'm doing right now, which is, which is trying to, um, to raise awareness of the issue specifically in the adolescent young adult population because it is the only segment of the population that has not seen an increase in survival rate since 1975. It's the only one, 15 to 39. And there are a number of reasons for that, um, but because what
0: are they? I'm just curious.
2: Some of the reasons for it. Yeah. Um, well, for one, they're not taken seriously because of the because of the age that you kind of are written off as like okay, you're tired, tired you know. Um,
0: hormonal.
2: Exactly. They're so. Isn't many. that the
0: big thing with boys? Yes. Isn't that definitely. the big excuse with boys? Yes. Yeah, It's, it's sad.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: young boys with Lyme disease, the same problem. There's a whole story about that really yeah well it's the same idea yeah wow you know you don't really have that pain too yeah you know yeah. what little Tommy? you were out there playing tag football right right that's what's wrong with you yeah tommy comes in he can't walk does that look like tag football but i get that
2: hmm it's 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 an um, it's a bizarre phenomenon, mm. but and that's part of why I, I want to educate you know especially adolescent young adults mm. uh, although anybody but but you know and and how to advocate for for yourself because really the one thing that I can absolutely say is the only way you survive anything mm. is on your own behalf. Yeah, I let's hold that, that,
0: that thought. How mm. many books do we have left? Okay, we still, wow, very cool. one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. Beautiful, beautiful book. Rodeo and Joliet. Glenn Rockowitz joining us here today. This is his story. Four-time cancer beater. I don't like that word survivor. Four-time cancer thriver. I love that. I love that. Now, this is Melissa Etheridge singing... About her own personal loneliness and having cancer. Take that and elevate it exponentially at least four times for Glenn. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
6: Invest in your life,
5: Indigo Fusion Spa and Gallery, offering regular meditation classes, spiritually conscious art, holistic healing services and classes in spiritual development, and holistic wellness. This unique spa is located in Seattle's University District. For more information, visit us online at www.indigofusionsg.com. That's indigofusionsg.com.
4: Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself. Empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on mind body practice. IIqtc.org.
6: Hi, I'm Brenda Ball.
4: And I'm Tony Ball, and we've been married for over 25 years. In that time, we found ourselves putting on a pound or two per year, and next thing you knew, we are 30, 40 pounds overweight.
6: That's when we made the choice to get on that Take Shape for Life program. After being married for 25 years and struggling with weight that whole time, I'm actually now two sizes smaller than my wedding dress.
1: With the Take Shape for Life program,
4: you can lose those extra pounds. To learn more, visit simpletolose.com. Results will vary. Consult a physician before beginning weight loss program. Call or go online for complete program and discount. Are
5: you tired of hanging on to things in your life that hold you back? Get ready to reclaim your fearless nature with Annette Bingham. Annette has been a catalyst for helping people achieve maximum results. Known for her breakthrough approaches, she will assist you to unleash your true power. Her unique distance healing techniques have been empowering people globally. Get ready for a life-changing event to step into your fearless nature. For more information, visit AnnetteBingham.com or call 432-770-4062.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you're tuning in and turning us on here with a fabulous conversation by the courage and the journey of this amazing author, Glenn Rockowitz, joining us here in the show. The book is uh, Rodeo and, and Joliet. And so uh, you can find out more about this by going to the website. Uh, and I have Rodeo in Joliet. Correct. And I kept saying rodeo and Joliet, but it's rodeo in Joliet, and that uh, it was described before. So rodeo in Joliet dot com is the website. Glenn is the author. We've given out uh, phones are still ringing, so I'm not sure. Uh, how many copies we have left? How many copies do we have? Two?
1: I'm working on it. Oh, great. Three left.
0: So, yeah, keep calling. Valerie's picking up the phone. 1-800-930-2819. We are still taking your calls and giving out books. 1-800-930-2819. Glenn, thank you so much for coming in and joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you on the show. I mean, I know we're only... We're really only touching part of this journey. I mean, people can read the book and they can find out more and certainly go to the website. But, you know, here you are, a thriving uh, young man. And, you know, part of this is you taking your message out and still still creating a new life. Mm -hmm. Right. A career, uh, you know, employment, writing the book, selling the book and still contributing to society. What do you think has been your secret for survival? Uh, because you were chosen,
2: um, for me, it's got, in my opinion, it's just hypervigilance. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's being, being acutely aware of everything that's going on in my body and then acting on it and not taking anything for granted. And, um, and I, and I, that's advice I would give to anybody um you know because there are good doctors there are not so good doctors even with the best intentions and if you feel like something is wrong then uh. you need to find answers and and if and if 10 doctors tell you no you go to the 11th doctor and, you know, and if it turns out and like you don't give up, I mean, you don't give up. You don't give up. You keep standing up. I mean, that's which is really kind of the, the theme and message of the book, which is just keep standing up and keep moving forward because the person who's going to save your life is you.
0: Did you find any alternative methods to help you along the way? And I, I don't like that term. So let me not use it. Uh, integrative methods, because we've learned a lot in 10 years about diet, nutrition, supplements, Alkaline versus acidity, the whole range. How did that factor into your journey?
2: Well, it didn't until recently. Um oh, As good. of about a, about a year. ago. Because you
0: live in Seattle now.
2: I live in Seattle now. How I, could you? How could it not? I don't have a choice. They give right. me they give me sandals when I when I got my driver's license. So um, <laughs> so I they gave me uh, me too,
0: and then I had to go get a pedicure.
2: Oh, you did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Want to see? Look at
2: yeah. See my toes? Wow, that's beautiful. You
0: see that? Never had to do that in New York. I got okay? a
2: referral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. What was the question? I'm, I'm, I, I,
0: Alta uh, integrative oh, medicine. It,
2: for me, I, I turned vegetarian, uh, about a year ago. Uh-huh. And, um, it's had, it's had a tremendous effect on, on my overall health, especially my, my third cancer was a kidney cancer. They removed my right kidney and um and meats and processed meats and the more i learn about how all that stuff is made i uh, you know vegetarian seemed to be the best way to go for my health and my kidney remaining kidney which was really starting to fail about a year ago is 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 making a very serious rebound and um it's doing very well and So, I mean, if I had to if I had to say that, it would it would be that I don't I don't burn any uh, any incense or any or chant or anything like that. Not that I'm against it. I just uh, it's, you know, it's being a New Yorker. I'm just it's.
0: Yeah. But honestly, when you talk about all of the things that you could have done coming from New York, becoming vegetarian, that's a huge leap.
2: Yeah, that wouldn't have worked in New York.
0: But it's a huge leap. I mean, you would have to pass by those hot dogs and not get one. Oh, I know. I know.
2: I know. And I would have been beaten up if I had said I was vegetarian in New York, too. Yeah. And here I'm carried on people's shoulders everywhere. It's nice. I don't have to walk.
0: Well, this is a community that really does embrace alternative, now integrative, functional medicine. And, I mean, we're surrounded. University of Washington and other places. Mm -hmm. So uh, this show and being able to talk yeah. about um, ways that uh, you, we can all thrive. Uh, you're also still involved in charities, and you also do voiceovers.
2: I do. I do. Wow, can you tell? Um, I uh, I am the voice of Alaska Airlines, north of expected. See, that sounded pretty good. Um, <clears throat> but I am the voice, I'm sorry, should, am I not allowed to say who I'm who I love Alaska oh, okay. Airlines. I don't see a problem with Do you it? know what? Right, so, I would
0: not have gotten my Ph.D. It's if it wasn't for Alaska, guess, Alaska Airlines. <laughs> no, it's true. Okay. They're the only airlines at the time that flew directly from Seattle to, uh, what is it, Ontario Airport. Oh. Okay. Not LA.
2: A great airline. Yeah,
0: otherwise, I would have never made it to class.
2: Wow. Yeah, Look so no, that. you See can that? talk about Alaska. So, uh, I'll let
0: you know if there's an airline that you right. can't talk about. <laughs> no, no,
2: I'm, I'm only the voice of Alaska okay. Airlines and, and, uh, of Xbox as well. And, um, the, the, the nice thing about, uh, those two organizations, uh, in particular, and Quiznos also at the moment, but, uh, but the, f- the former two, um, is that they, um, have been incredibly generous as far as, uh, helping me get the income that comes from doing the commercials, um, to the organizations that I support. Um, and, uh, over the last few years, it's been, it's been a combination of Gildas Club and a program, um, in Portland, which was the, really the, the best adolescent young adult program, um, at, at OHSU Hospital. Um, and I found out about them, and um, i my voiceover uh, earnings went to them for uh mm. for a long time and it's um, it 's really starting to pay off because they have an incredible program and so now i 'm taking that the current money um, and trying to build uh, change it back, which is uh, an organization based here in seattle
0: what 's your current career? <clears throat> how would you define yourself i mean i don 't i 'm not asking you how you define yourself personally. How do you define your career now?
2: Um failing. No. I, I would say no, my, my I would say my career. Um I I am an author, so um I, I have an advance for a second book. I'm working on a second book. Oh great. Um and and over voiceover is, is where I is where my income will come from. And um, and this nonprofit change it back so that my entire life now is centered uh, either around, around cancer or advocating for adolescent young adults with cancer.
0: I, 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 this is so interesting because you know I keep referring back to you've been chosen, and and the reason I say that is because you know what you're you're doing now with your life is probably really different than what you were doing ten years ago. Oh my God! Yeah, and you have the ability to be able to do this in a way that can save countless lives really?
2: I hope so. Mm. I hope so. I would be very, very happy.
0: Well, you know, the question then becomes, I mean, how equipped are we? We have, you know, some of the best hospitals on the planet, but how equipped are we really to handle cancer and the rate at which cancer is? I mean, it reminds me of AIDS yes. when when we first uh, discovered AIDS, before it was even AIDS, mm-hmm. and we were completely not equipped. And so, you know, it's interesting to see the rise of cancer in so many ways and are we meeting the challenge yes. in your opinion? Yes, and
2: we're, we're we're failing miserably, mm-hmm. I would have to say. Um, to, just to give you a, some idea, the, um, one, right now, one in three people, um, are, are, will be diagnosed with cancer in their mm-hmm. lifetime. And the prediction is, uh, by 2015, it's only t- 2010 now, by 2015, uh, that number will be one in two. Um, people will be diagnosed with cancer. Um, and it, cancer just this year surpassed, uh, I think, heart disease. Is yeah, the number one one mm-hmm.
3: Um
2: So it's, it's a huge crisis that for some reason I'm not sure we're taking it seriously as seriously as we need to.
0: Well, if um, we were taking it seriously, then our health care would include more alternative, holistic, and, and functional and integrative solutions.
6: Absolutely. So that
0: guys like you don't have to pay stuff out of your pocket to live.
2: That would be a nice thing.
0: Yes. I mean, that's one idea. That's how yeah. we're going to know whether or not, you know, one aspect of it. The other aspect is, you know, what are actually the facilities? You know, right now, you have something like Seattle Cancer uh, and Wellness Center, which mm-hmm. is really very different. now you're seeing them across the country. Yeah. But your story and taking it out there is going to make a difference, Glenn.
2: I hope so. I hope so.
0: What's your personal message? Thank you for joining us here today. I would like to know what your personal message is. And please give everybody your website again.
2: Uh I mean I guess my personal message would be to stand up, to keep standing up for yeah. yourself. Every morning you wake up, fight, fight for yourself and fight for the people you love and let them know and always be straight. Um the website is rodeoinjoliet.com um and there's also Rodeo in Joliet on Facebook and uh you can follow me on Twitter uh you can probably type in my name or just a ride um is my is my handle after the late grade Bill Hicks who uh if you don't know about him you should look him up. A a Lenny Bruce of our generation. So
0: interesting, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you do comedy anymore?
2: Um, I stopped doing stand up. Uh, I made a I made a horrible movie about about stand up, and I stopped doing stand up at that point. But <laughs> oh, I did. But I, come on. Uh, but I did it. For, I did it for twenty years, and uh, and I loved it. And the truth is, I would I, I'd be if I wasn't in Seattle, I'd go back to it.
0: Somebody said that stand up is actually coming back, and yes, guess who they have accredited for yeah. it?
1: Mm-hmm. They is.
0: You want to know who they're accrediting who? for it? Who? Chelsea. Chelsea Chelsea, Handler. Chelsea,
1: yeah, Uh. Chelsea Lately?
0: Yeah. In a, in a, in a kind of Hmm. unusual way. I mean, Chelsea Lately is the show, but then she's taken all her comedians. For writers and everybody, yeah. and has taken them and get them on the road. Well, Glenn that's Resort's
1: great. back to this kind
2: of stuff. At Alaska Airlines, we strive to be north <laughs> if expected. <laughs> <laughs> to us, that means going
1: above and beyond. Sorry, I just had to pull How did one. How you find that? I'm the man. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. Can we hear
0: the rest of it? Uh,
1: unfortunately, we got to go.
0: Thank you, Glenn. Thanks for joining us Thank here today. Thank you so much, Dr. Stay Pat. tuned, everyone. We're not done yet. We've got lots more of the Dr. Pat Show coming up. And if you're wondering, yeah, why do women heroes kick butt? I know the answer to that. Why do I know that? I don't know. When we when we come back you'll find out from the real source. We'll be right back on the Dr. Patcho.